Well, happy, happy new year to you. How are you this morning? Yeah. Hey, I want to echo something that Wes said just a moment ago. We are so honored and excited to partner with a phenomenal new congregation in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Woo, you talk about in the frozen tundra, New Life Church in Kalamazoo. Let's give it up for them with the Lake Hills Church. Welcome. Now, let me tell you something that's really, really cool about New Life Church. New Life Church was started just this past year, and their pastor used to be a college student who attended Lake Hills Church here in Austin, Dan Smith was a college student who started showing up at our church when we were meeting in the high school. He was actually playing football at the University of Texas, God's favorite team. And I don't know why you're laughing. I'm just speaking spiritual truth here today. But Dan was a football player at UT who was invited to come to church, and it was through Lake Hills Church that God called him into a relationship with himself, that he was forgiven of his sins and stepped into a relationship. And now he and his bride, Kelsey, along with the help of their infant daughter, Harper, are pastoring a great new church in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that we are honored to get to be on the same team with, to help support them, and to be on board with what God is doing. So that's a pretty cool thing that you and I get to be a part of that we don't even think about day in and day out. But we pray for their success. Pray that God will continue to bless them and give them favor in Kalamazoo. Plus, it's just fun to say Kalamazoo. So, you know, that's, that's an added bonus. Well, let me ask you a question this morning on this New Year service. How many of you have already, and, and before you answer this, there's no wrong answer to this question. How many of you have made a New Year's resolution or resolutions already? Let me just see a show of hands. Thank you so much. Now, how many of you don't make resolutions? Let me just see a show of hands. Okay, that's, that's cool. Like I said, there's no wrong answer on that deal. How many of you are violently opposed to New Year's resolutions? Let me just see a show of hands. That's interesting. Okay, that's cool. That's totally cool. You know, for me personally, I am not a resolution guy. Now, that, again, that's not a right or a wrong thing. I don't have a Bible verse to back that up, per se. But... I do realize the value and really the gift of a new year as a new slate, as kind of a, a blank canvas upon which God wants to paint through me. In the same way that your new year is a blank canvas that God wants to use you to paint something specific and unique. And, and to be sure, there are parts of my life that I, I need to do better in. I, I need to... I need to get better at it and shore up maybe some areas of self-discipline or stop doing some things and start doing some other things. So again, resolutions are not necessarily bad. But as I began praying about this service, I thought, man, what an incredible opportunity to open the new year as a church family on New Year's Day and specifically just like we did at Christmas and just like we do a couple of other times throughout the year, how cool is it to have our kids from LHC Kids in the house? Would you please join me in welcoming LHC Kids into our service this morning? We are so excited to have y'all. Just add some life. Y'all know how to sing really well. Y'all are helping us. 
So it's really cool to have y'all in the house. But you know, for me, I also look at the new year as a new season for us as a church family. Where is it that God wants us to go? What is it that God wants us to do? And I believe with every single thing that I have, one of the greatest bumper stickers for our church is each of our individual lives. I was talking to a very close friend of mine this past week, and she was actually driving the car. And I'll go ahead and tell you, this close friend was my daughter, Emily. But this car, as we were turning into the church parking lot, cut us off. Emily was driving, and, and this car just came right in front of us and cut us off. Not coming into church here, because everybody who goes to church here drives like a Christ follower. But <laughs> as this car cut us off, Emily looked straight at the person and kind of glared at them. And then turned around to me and said, wasn't that a fascinating decision? <laughs> and I just, I just had to smile. I, I just said, you are so much like your mother. <laughs> For the record, it was as if she had been studying me her whole life. Because that's a line that I say. I, I typically, I really and truly, I, I don't use profanity, you know, when somebody cuts me off in traffic or anything else really ever. But I don't do it in traffic. And, and when my kids were especially small, I knew that I had to control my language. I had to control my, my temper. And so I would say, as somebody cut me off in traffic, fascinating. And, and to be totally candid with you on this New Year's Day, I didn't always say it with the most love in my heart, you know. And then to see it literally verbatim manifested in your daughter, who is 22 years old, is just such a frightening moment for a parent. <laughs> and I, I remember that Bible verse that talks about the sins of the father being visited on the first and the second and the third generations after I thought, I, I really need to get better at that. <laughs> but I realized, for me, the bumper sticker of my life, or the bumper sticker of Lake Hills Church, is how we live our lives. The, the choices that we make day in and day out. The, the way that we choose to respond to the people closest to us when nobody else is around. The way that we respond to people who cut us off in traffic when nobody else is in the car and they can hear what we're actually saying or thinking. But, but also the, the decisions that we make that determine the course of our lives. And as I began praying about that and thinking about it for my own life and for us as a church, I realized that we have such a unique opportunity at the beginning of this new year. Every single one of us, from the most seasoned among us to the absolute youngest, to make 2017 a year that we live with deliberate intentionality, that, that we don't just respond to the ebbs and flows of life and the invitations that show up in our inbox, but we actually decide to decide with wisdom. And so, I want to invite you to join me as, as we as a church family make 2017 the year 
of wisdom, to, to choose to live wisely. Now, today is January the 1st, and as such, we all get a restart. You know, I remember when I was a kid in Houston growing up, my brothers and I, I have two younger brothers, and they were younger when we were growing up, and they're still younger, but we would play football out in our front yard, and we, we kind of set it up to where you didn't want the end zone to be the driveways, because those are concrete, and you have to dive in the end zone, right? So the end zones were on the other side of each driveway on either side of our yard. And it was not uncommon, at least in our household. I, I don't know about where y'all are, especially you, you all who are LHC kids people. But in my household, my brothers and I, we fought on a regular basis over inbounds and out-of-bounds. And what we had to finally arrive at was the international law of do-over. How many of y'all know about the international law of do-over? If, if there's an impasse on the field and you can't agree, you were inbounds. No, I wasn't. I mean, you were out of bounds. No, I wasn't. I was inbounds. Shut up. I'm bigger than you. Which, of course, we didn't do, but I'm speaking hypothetically. <laughs> then we would just agree to disagree on that play and say, okay, do-over. Whatever the down and distance was, we played, you know, two completions as a first down because that's the way you play front yard football. But if you couldn't agree on a particular play, you just called do-over. Everybody look at your neighbor with New Year's passion and enthusiasm and tell them, get you a do-over. You know, do-over is a God thing. God gives us do-overs all the time. But... Now, everybody say, but. but. Oh, come on now. This is New Year's Day. Everybody say, but. but. Thank you so much. But we reveal our heart and our attitudes towards God with how we handle the do-overs. Let me explain what I mean. Some of us look at a do-over and go, okay, I've got a chance here to do this the right way. And we get serious about it. We pray about our do-over. We pray about turning over a new leaf, about changing some of the choices we make. But it's also possible for us to go, well, God's given me this do-over. He'll give me another do-over. It ain't no big deal. And that is not the way God views a do-over. You see, God looks at a do-over through the lens of grace, now, grace, we know, is an undeserved favor. It's something that we don't deserve, but God gives to us. So when you receive something that you don't deserve, that stimulates even more gratitude and responsibility for what you've been given. So when you get a do-over, when I get a do-over, man, we ought to look at that and go, wait, that, that's, a, that's a gift from God. I'm, I'm going to take this do-over seriously. And the best way to approach our do-overs is with wisdom. If you have your Bibles, I want you to look in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a phenomenal wealth of wisdom. This is in Proverbs chapter 2, very close to the beginning of Proverbs. Here's what the Bible says. For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge 
and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Now, I want you to hold your place there in Proverbs chapter 2, but think about that for a second. God gives us a treasure of wisdom. Let me ask you another question. Here on New Year's Day 2017, how many of us, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to respond to this as well, how many of us look back at 2016 and can think about some things that we wish we had chosen differently, we had done differently? Let me just see a show of hands. If you made a mistake any time in 2016, okay, those of you not raising your hands right now, you are in our prayers. When you think back on the mistakes that you made, I think back on 2016, and I can point to some specific examples, particularly in my role as a dad. I blew it more than once with, with Emily and Joseph. I, I can think, I know there are things that I should have done better as a husband, and, and I can point to specific moments. But when I think about God giving me a do-over, and I think about having an opportunity to choose differently going forward, I really think I start to understand that word, a treasure of wisdom, a, a, a wealth. It, it's, a, it's a gift. It's something to be cherished and guarded and protected. But look at what it says. He's a shield to those who walk with integrity. You see, if we honor those do-overs, if we respect them as a gift, and we walk with integrity, that means that we're, we're complete. We're not one way this over here and another way over there. We're the same way with our parents as we are with our friends, as we are with our coaches. We walk with integrity. We're the same person everywhere we go. Then the Bible says, God protects our path. We have the defense of the most powerful defender in the universe. But look at verse 8. He guards the paths of the just and he protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. So we have choices to make every day. And it's in our choices that we determine the degree of understanding that we will have. See, a lot of times, kids, let me ask you all, see if you understand this, I think, because a lot of times our parents tell us to do stuff that doesn't make sense, right? we we like, what's wrong with you? Why, why, why would you? That's not what I want to do. But then after you've done it for a little while, then you start to go, my parents actually understand. My, my parents aren't quite as crazy as I thought they were. But it wasn't until you did the right thing that you understood why it was right. That's a lesson that every single one of us needs to remember when we pray for wisdom in 2017, that it's only when we're doing the right thing that God then gives us understanding of why it's right. And so when we look at Scripture, 
the, the bedrock of all wisdom, of all truth, the bedrock of life itself. We say, we're going to do what the Bible says. We're going to live like the Bible says to live. And I'm going to trust that as I do that, God's going to do what he said he'll do, and he'll give me understanding. He will give me an understanding. What, what's another word for understanding but wisdom? You, you have an understanding of how life operates, of how it works best. And you gain that understanding by doing the right thing, by making the right choices over and over and over again. As we've said before many times, just do the next right thing. Just do the next right thing. I want to challenge you this year to join me, just like I did last year, to read through the Bible this year, starting today. If you've got a, if you've got a, a smartphone, you've, the, the Version Bible app is unbelievable. And there are all kinds of Bible reading plans in there. I like the one-year Bible because it kind of breaks it up. You get a little bit of Old Testament. You get a little bit of New Testament. You get some Psalms. You get some Proverbs. 15 minutes, in and out, nobody gets hurt. It's an amazing, amazing gift. Now, I also need to tell you, in the interest of full disclosure, I did not complete the entire Bible in 2016. One of the things I need to get better at in 2017. But I'm starting it today, January the 1st. 15 minutes, 10 minutes a day. It's an unbelievable day. I didn't miss the whole year, but I didn't complete it. October and November got a little hairy for me, and I choked. But that's, that's on me. That's my deal. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 2. See, I'm already ahead of the game. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you, and understanding will keep you safe. This is the call of God. This is the gift of God. And the beautiful thing about the way God operates in grace is that it's never divorced from truth, but it never includes guilt. Grace is never divorced from truth, but it never uses guilt. Guilt tells us we are worthless. We are beyond hope. But the conviction of God's Holy Spirit says, you messed up, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. That's the deal. And so as we go into 2017, let us be a people of wisdom. May wisdom be the bumper sticker across our lives that people see us and go, man, there, there's something about the way those people live their lives, the way they schedule their family's calendars, the way they prioritize their week, the, the way they handle unforeseen challenges, hurts, and wounds. There's something about these people that's, that's just different. Not weird. Don't, don't be a weird Christian. And if you are, don't tell anybody you go to church here. But be different. 
with the wisdom of God. Uncommon common sense.